obviously it's a business and we think about money and stuff like that, but I just want to find happiness, man. I just think, um, you know, this career is so short-lived and you're very fortunate if you can play over 10 years in this league. And, um, you know, I don't want to see any more years go by where I'm frustrated or not happy, uh, irregardless of wins and losses. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. How are you, guys? It's good to be back on the radio, <laughs> irregardless, I guess, or the back on the air, the internet airways. It's good to be back no matter what. So I was just distracted, <laughs> above all things. I'm like, oh, here's the funny thing. When I start the show, I'm doing a bunch of different things simultaneously. Which, you know, which isn't uncommon. People do it all the time. But what happens is I tend to do so many things that I daydream as I'm doing stuff. So then I'm like, please welcome to the RIT. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to turn my mic up. Because <laughs> I had no idea it was working. So if you're listening to this show, you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. The second way you can listen is if you want to be more participant. You want to be actively involved in the show. You can click that speaker box that you're listening to. And that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you can sign on using a Facebook email address. And then you can be part of the live chat. Now, you can listen but you just can't participate in the live chat. You can see what everybody's writing. But in order for you to actually participate, you got to click on the button and then sign in, blah, blah, blah. And a third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live because a lot of people are busy, and I understand, and that's how I broadcast. I broadcast live. Um, so if the third way you can listen, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show, which you can download through iTunes and Google Play. So as I start every single show the same, way we're gonna start with the happening now monologue everything that happens now is happening now what happened to then that's the when just now we're it now now go back to then when now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon and last week we had nothing but technical problems like my headphones were a nightmare i had to put in earbuds which i can't stand earbuds I mean, I like earbuds. I just don't like them for this show. And I think I, I you know, I, I'd like to invest a whole bunch of new money and get all new stuff. <laughs> I'd love to do that, but I won't because, <laughs> you know, it's a podcast. What, <laughs> what do you want? You know, and it's we've had a good run. You know, I think four years. We're we're into the fifth season. We're coming up on our 200th show coming up, which is insane. I didn't think I'd want to do it this many shows, but apparently, I, you know, nobody's saying stop, so I might as well keep going. 
So I worked out all my glitches from last week. So now I'm back and I'm working things out. But last week was the show before the storm. We got, and they called it, and I didn't know this at the time, but one of the listeners, I think it was Kim, typed in Bombo Genesis, and I thought she was just fucking with another listener. That's what, I had no idea. I'm like, I never heard of it. Like, I, it's one of these words, it's these meteorolo- meteorological weather words. One of, so she used the word as Bombo Genesis, which I had no idea what it was. Come to find out, Bombo Genesis is an actual thing. That's why we got two fucking feet of snow from Georgia, actually from Florida, all the way to Maine. That is a massive story. It's like a known as a something cyclone or something. I didn't do enough research. Who cares? But we got buried. My personal driveway, my I have two cars. One of them I had to park in the in the garage, and I'm paying for a month worth of park, and that's another story. I don't know if I'm going to get rid of my car. I'm very sad. My other car, which is a 2008 Scion, just the TC, completely covered in snow. Couldn't even find it. <laughs> couldn't, like, couldn't fucking find it. And because I have a driveway, my house isn't like tucked in the middle of the block. All the snow blow up the driveway, up the driveway. So there's like four and a half, five feet of snow for like 15 feet. And then it goes down to like pavement and then it goes back up to three feet. It was just insane. So we had a professional guy come and of course my snowplow shit the bed. Then of course it fucking cold fucking what like i don't remember a zero degree day but this whole week zero i was new year's eve it was minus two degrees minus fuck and then yesterday it gets up to 40 and it felt like spring (laughs) i'm like why am i wearing long pants today (laughs) why am i wearing any pants today but it it was so weird how a like that kind of temperature gauge was amazing and it felt like the summer so now it's going to be nice and then it's going to rain and then it's going to get cold but it's january nothing you can do so but it is january and there's a lot of things happening i know last week i was a little out of it but my the work is pouring in i'm really happy i'm getting calls i'm getting emails people are just like hey mark you got this date are you booked and i'm like no i'm not book me so i've been filling up my date book with uh, February, March are like almost completely booked out. I'm so psyched. And because it's the new year, you know, I know that last week we did, you know, the radio irregardless irresolutions and I know it was fine. But I did make one resolution and I didn't share this last week, but I'm going to share it now. And I said this to my wife because my wife is, she's an adventurer. You know, she's not like, you know, Huckleberry Finn or something like that. She wants to have adventures, but she has adventures. She likes adventures. And I am a predictable go in, kill the fucking target and get the fuck out. I don't do that shit. And she wants to, you know, play. So I said to her, as part of your Christmas present, I'm going to try to enjoy new experiences with you. Meaning travel, not like getting fucking weird. Like here, here's this guy I just met. His name is Steve and let's just work. No, it's, it's about going places. So she had brought up a couple things. She wants to go to New York. Because apparently there's a Downton Abbey exhibit there. So she wants to go down to New York. So we may go down, visit a couple friends in New York, do an overnighter, and then, you know, come back. And then uh, found out that John Lithgow, who, I don't know if you know this, I did a scene with him in Daddy's Home too. I did, I did a scene with him. They cut the whole fucking thing from the movie, though. But I did a scene with him. And he's got a one-man show that's going on. Uh, I think it's somewhere on Broadway. And 
we might just do the Downton Abbey and then, you know, the John Lithgow thing, which is kind of nice because, you know, it's not that much money. It's only a couple hundred bucks. And let's say New York City, New York City, Lithgow, Downton Abbey, all good. He's at the Roundabout. Yes, he's at the Roundabout Theater. Uh, so that's one of the things. And also we're talking about this and it might get a little complicated because my passport expired in May and I've been trying to get it renewed. And every time I send it, they send it back to me. They say, you didn't send any money. So I sent money. Then they said, you need, we need the old passport. So send the old passport. And I got to get my passport done. One, because I need it done. And two, over Christmas, my wife had said that uh, Charles Dickens, uh, his home, his home museum, and there's a special exhibit going on that really features on the Christmas Carol. And she thought it might be nice for me to go. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And it's London. And she wants to go to London. Oh, I, I, wish, your, I wish folks could see your face mimicking the post office woman who couldn't help you with a passport. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I went in with my passport and the filled in paperwork and said, hi. I'd like to re-up my passport. She looked at me like, let me see if I can describe it accurately. Like a fucking monkey watching flame. Like zero understanding of words. Zero. Like, I don't even think she understood the English words that were coming out of my mouth. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And she spoke English. I said, I would like to renew my passport. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and it was that awkward five, six seconds just fucking staring at her. And I went, so can I do that? <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, what the fuck? And she goes, oh, I don't do passports. I'm like, yeah, but I just called up and they said I could come down here. No, if you want to. We we do we do passports though. Like <laughs> I was like fuck. <laughs> oh, it was I, I'm not I, I wish I could make it. I wish I was clever enough to, as a comic to write shit like this. I really do. She just I mean literally like this is fire and it burns. Fire? Yes, this is fire and it burns. It it burns? Yeah, it burns. Fire burns. So so what is this again? Fucking fire! Do you understand <laughs> the words that are coming out of my mouth? Ugh. So I mailed it in because I fucking couldn't take it. So the whole thing is we we have to wait. I got to wait a little bit to find out my status on it because I, I want the passport. Because if the passport comes back, we can go and the exhibit closes in about eight, six weeks, which is as long as it takes for me to get a fucking passport. So it's tricky if I book the flight and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if we go... You know, hopefully we'll get to go, and then we'll see Charles Dickens' house. We'll see Big Ben, Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. Hey, look, kids, there's Big Ben and there's Parliament. Changing the guard, Buckingham Palace, yada fucking yada, double-decker bus, whatever. All that shit. But I got bigger fish to fry, because you know what tomorrow is, everybody. I don't know if you know. It's festival. I'd like to hear more about this festival. <laughs> yes, it is the 2018 Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival. Starts tomorrow. Yes, at Far From The Tree. That's our opening night is tomorrow night. I can't wait. I just want to do this, man. I want to get in there. I want to set up the mics and set up the lights and set up the sound and get this shit going. I got some of the funniest comics. Some of the 
funniest comics who have submitted. <laughs> actually, a lot of the comics I actually reached out to this year, a bunch, because I was like, I want to get really good comics to, to work this festival. And they are just some of the funniest people. And uh, we start, for, again, we start for at uh, Far From the Tree tomorrow, where Deacon Giles, that show is sold out, baby, sold out. And then Saturday Night at Finn's competing with the fucking Patriots game. But whatever. I don't care. We're going to have some fun. So speaking of having some fun, guys, here's what I want to do. There's a couple of you, and I got to get to my guest. So here's what I want to do. I want to play a super quick game with you guys. I know we played it last week, but I got tons. And there's, there's a, we got a few peeps. So let's try this out. Let's play I Remember That Show. Or, or we could say I Remember That Show. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like phoning in the intro. <laughs> I could have I, I could have been a little bit more fucking excited about that. <laughs> could have been. I could have been, but I wasn't. So anyway. So here we go. I remember that show is I play you a show theme from the whole existence of TV. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. And I want to see if you guys can do it. I'm going to play you three. Here's the first one. If you know it, write it in. Super easy. Are you kidding me? Giving it to you. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve. That's right. Flapping the hills. The Dukes, baby. <laughs> Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Big finish. Making their way the only way they know how. <laughs> there you go. Kim, you got it right. Dynamite! All right, how about this one? A little trickier. Kim, I think you're going to swamp Karen on this one. Full House is correct. And believe it or not, that song is like a minute and 15. It's so long. Looking good. You got that one. That's two, Kim. You want to try for the hat trick? How about this one? You may not get this one. It's one of the best fucking intros ever. No. No, it is not Barney Miller. And it's not Night Court. But it is, it has something to do with Barney Miller. The lead actor just recently passed after 150 years. Fish is correct! Fish is correct before the end of the intro. Ha <laughs> ha! Kim, you did not get the sweep. 
Abe Vigoda. <laughs> but it does. It almost sounds like the Barney Miller theme. And that was done completely on purpose. So, Kim, you got two. Nice, but Karen stole the win away from you, the complete hat trick away. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break, real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a very funny guy, an amazing comic. He does a lot of great work all over the country. Corey Manning will be joining us when we come back from break. You are listening to Radio Regardless, and we'll be right back. The Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival is coming this January. Lift your spirits and laugh the cold away with this three-day celebration in historic Salem, Mass. Featuring top area performing comedians, local crafted spirits and cider, and related special events at a variety of renowned Salem venues. This year's festival runs Thursday, January 11th through Saturday, January 13th. To learn more about Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival and to buy tickets, go to SalemComedyFestival.com. Hey everybody, it's Mark Turcott, and I am on Radio Irregardless, and I am the only listener uh, and guest, which is great. So uh, be sure to tune in and double the amount of listenership on the next show. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via the, and I think it's called a Facebook chat thing, is Corey Manning. It's great. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, oh my God, man. It's it's been, you know, some, we, we hadn't worked together in like forever, and then we did a show down in the Rhode Island area. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen Corey in forever. And then, boom, you're there. And it was like, you know, time hadn't passed. And we thought it was going to be a shit gig. And it was amazing. It was the one with the gym. Yes, I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. Uh, that's the great thing about comedy, man. Some of the some of the worst gigs, some of the most horrifying gigs you can get on, or you think it's going to be, turn out to be some of the funnest ones. Oh, my God. So and I, and I, Mike I, did a great job, too. I mean, Mike Murray just does a great – he's going to be there Saturday night. He's at the festival as well. And uh, he, he puts uh, put together Funny for Funds, does fundraising. And he's one of these guys – he's like Rob Steen was like 20 years ago. Rob would find a broom closet and book it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, like, I'm saying that Rob Steele is looking for a broom closet. <laughs> Actually, Rob just booked Seth MacFarlane up in uh, Concord. Are you kidding? No, I'm dead serious. Go to the Facebook page, man. Everybody's like, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge feather in his cap as a producer. Cats like Rob, Rick Jenkins, um, Mike Mike Murray's of the day. But those guys from last year who were really doing the push for making comedy shows available to the public that really got me interested, more interested in not only doing comedy, but making comedy grow in the Boston area. So it, it's been a fun. It's been a blast being in Boston. Okay. Now, Two years that I've been doing it. Now, how long have you been doing it, Corey? Because I, I know we've worked together, it seems like forever, but how long have you been doing stand-up? I, I've been seriously doing stand-up since I moved to Boston in 2000, 2001. That was my first experience of actually doing what I knew to be stand-up comedy. Now, when I'm, I'm from North Carolina originally. So back there, I used to do stuff, you know, just get up on stage and crack jokes, mostly to get into parties or to get into con- yeah. concerts for free. Yes. But I never took it seriously. <laughs> I never looked at it as stand-up comedy until I got involved. So, yeah, it's been it's been I would say I would say eighteen, seventeen years. Oh my god! Yeah. 
So, and I just typed your stuff in the chat. Guys, you're listening to Corey Manning, and you can free stock him through Twitter and Facebook. But if you want to get a hold of him, where he's got a calendar there, some videos are up. He puts, uh, you do a blog too, right? Some kind of video, uh, not video, but you do a blog? Yeah, I do a, it's, it's a webisode. It's kind of sort of blog. So yeah, we, me and me and my buddy Chris Tab, you know who you're familiar with. Yeah, Chris. We um, yeah, we do a, a blog, a video blog that we do on a weekly basis where we just talk current, events, shoot the shit, talk about current event in a, in a lighter format. Uh, not as well produced as your show, but we, we try to have. Fun. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, my uh, show is well produced. <laughs> oh, dude, you just, you just you, dude. At least, at least you have a format. We don't even have that. Which I- yeah, we, some, this sometimes the phone don't work. This <laughs> well, last week I had headphones issue. I mean, this is a glorified tin can on a string. Let's be real about shit. <laughs> hey man, but dude, but dude, that's the beauty of it, man. We can do stuff like that. You can do stuff like that. What you're doing is in- incredible. Oh, like, you think about it. Five, ten years, two years ago, you you really didn't have a format like this to get on and, and just. You know, just have fun and, right. and bring something to the public that they would enjoy. So, I mean, it's great we do that, but yeah, with video stuff and everybody's got a phone, so everybody's got a voice now. And maybe that's a problem. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a uh, a blessing. Yeah, and it's a, a lesson at the same time. Like some people really don't. Come on, some people don't need this format. No, come on. you don't need <laughs> you don't need auntie. Auntie don't need to be on here talking about her oh. her breakups, her breakups uh, on a regular basis, like. Oh. And, uh, you see some of the stuff. Well, it's uh, like YouTube. It's like kids. Are like they go, oh, you know these YouTube sensations. They they literally have thirteen year old girls applying makeup, and they've got millions upon millions of hits, and they make revenue off it. And the parents are quitting their fucking jobs because little Tina Shannon Elizabeth whatever is putting on fucking mascara on YouTube. Dude, dude, let me give you something that's even sick. I have I have a five year old daughter. I, I love her to death, but wish I didn't have her. You understand what I'm saying? Like I, I, I get it. <laughs> you, you can put her back and take some work, but you could do that. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't use the right lube or whatever, but it just wasn't. <laughs> the mother was uncooperative. <laughs> very, very uncooperative. Um, I even tried Cosby. Anyway, no, that's a good story. So, so. <laughs> so my daughter looks at these YouTube clips. Mm. I kid you not, they are of adults playing with Barbie dolls, <laughs> and they have like over a million hits. And she looks at it religiously what? to the point where we have to yank it from her. And they're seriously sitting down and playing and making voices like they're playing with Barbie dolls, and they're making a killing. I just I, shit. I, I did I that about years ago. What what is wrong? Dude, I'm just thinking about my He-Man toys. If no, I was sh- able to do that, oh man, I'd have been killing. I was, I'd have been killing. There was a report. There was this couple. They had a basically kids like nine or ten years old. He get this. He reviews video games, and his parents quit their fucking jobs because he's making six figures from YouTube. Jeez. Who the fuck? Does, who, how did I fuck up that bad? I'm fifty. Yo, I, <laughs> Do you know how bad I feel now that I used to yank my oldest son off of computer games and stuff like that? <laughs> like, the money that kids are making now just 
sitting around doing nothing. nothing. I, you know the commercial they have about you can you can be a professional game watcher at Buffalo Wings. Like that's I, it, it. There's potential for that to actually be true. That's a it's thing? a commercial to get people at the restaurant, but you what? could probably make money doing it. Oh my god! My wife said, "Get on it." <laughs> <laughs> Shit, because I sit around like I I love my Xbox and I love television. I love I just I would watch a ton of shit and review it. But I'd be like the guy as you could. I'd be the worst critic though. I'd be like that guy. I'd be like this food is barely edible, and then I'd walk out of the restaurant. Like that's the reviews I would give most things, unless I liked them. If they're Marvel movies, I'd be like best movie I've ever seen. My wife and I were in the Screen Actors Guild, so we get DVDs of all the movies because oh, really? they want yeah they want us to vote on them. So, but we're getting we're getting all these movies. So we watched The Shape of Water because I went, oh my god, it's it's Guillermo del Toro, and I like his work, and he's got an interesting vibe in the films. And I watched that movie. In ten minutes, in I was like, fuck, my wife's gonna kill me because I picked this movie. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. It was about it was the creature from the Black Lagoon in a love story. That that's it. Yeah, no, no. So that's why I'd be the worst reviewer because I would tell people exactly what I thought of their fucking movies, <laughs> and and you would make millions. I would. <laughs> I I don't know why I don't. You know what it is because I got I I've got integrity. <laughs> You'd be the Levar Ball film critic of the entertainment industry. <laughs> <laughs> big big ball of brand. There you go. <laughs> big ball of brand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So let me get to this because you because you have this thing where you say superhero by day comedian at night. Explain that to my listeners because I actually I know what it is, but explain <laughs> explain to that for my uh, for my lovely well, people here. On, on Thursdays, I go down to one of the most highly traveled train lines and I dress up in my Superman costume. No, let me stop. I <laughs> what I really do, I actually do workshops by, during the day working with young people, young people, and I do adults too, but mainly young people providing workshops anywhere from leadership development, mentoring, how to, how to take advantage of a mentoring relationship, learn how to build on a mentor relationship, substance abuse prevention, and I do it in a fun and entertaining way. So, like, I, have a, I had a gig about a, uh, two weeks ago where this, is, this was awesome. I had a gig at, these, at the, um, a, it was a corporate gig with individuals that uh, provide counseling, in-house counseling to those who are mentally, mentally challenged. And so they brought me in as a part of their uh, corporate day where they just did workshops all day long and they wanted a little comedy, comedy relief and they'd heard that I do workshops like that. So I came in and the lady asked me, she says, how do you want me to introduce you? I said, do your, your um, clients, do they work with, young, with people who uh, deal with substance abuse? She was like, yeah. I said, so introduce me as a substance, substance abuse educator. That's his, I said, just introduce me like that. So you introduced me like that. I said, yes. Hi, thank you for the introduction. My name is Corey Manning. I'm a substance abuse educator. So today I will be teaching you how to roll a marijuana joint properly. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are able to advance quickly, I have crack pipes for crack, everybody. Crack pipes. <laughs> That's fucking funny, and man. They are totally, they're, they're totally straight face. I'm saying it with a straight face. <laughs> And they're looking at me like, are you kidding me? And I do a, a, a dramatic pause, and I just bust out laughing. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm fucking, I don't, I'm not cursing at a corporate event, but I'm like, I'm fucking with you. Like, Come on, guys, let's have a good time. <laughs> but yeah, so 
I, I do workshop, but I call it uh, laugh and learn is what I call my, my method where we, we laugh and at the same time I'm teaching you things as we go along. Like a lot of times students don't know until we're 20, 30 minutes into the session that they're actually learning something. Nice. Um, it, I learned that from my days I never thought, which I never, I never figured that I'd really make money off of the stuff I actually learned in college. I thought it was a waste. But one of the things I learned in marketing class is the most effective way to get people to uh, like something, attach to something, or learn something is for them to laugh. Right. That's why you see a lot of commercials that are humorous. You you remember the humorous ones or the ones with the catchy tune more so than you would remember the informational one. Right. So I try to incorporate that. But it's it's a lot of fun. So that that that's what I go by the comedian by night, superhero by day. So it's it's a kind of flip on. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic, and that, that you know it's philanthropic, and it makes you feel good and. and you know, it's it's a useful it's a useful thing. I mean, I'm sitting around fucking doing nothing all day. So thanks, I feel great. I feel fucking wonderful. Dude, exact, exa- exactly. I'm not saying you're not doing anything all day, like, <laughs> but exactly, yes, exactly. You know, at, especially as the comedians, as comedians, like we work mostly at night. We work we work mostly at night since we have a corporate gig during the day, mm. or we're shooting a film or something like that, whatever. But I go to different cities and I'm, I'm working at night and not doing anything in the day and you, you damn near want to kill yourself because you're so right. bored. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times what I'll do is, uh, what I've done in the past is reach out to schools or organizations in the area and during the day I'll go out and work at the school or at a nonprofit organization, you know, during the day and I do my comedy shows at night. So it works out well. Nice. So again, guys, you can go to his website, Corey Manning. That's for my podcast listeners. It's Corey C O R E Y Manning M A N N I N G dot com. And let me tell you this quick little story. I was working with Corey Rodriguez probably about uh, two or three months ago. We we're up the Kowloon doing a fundraiser. And, my dude, yeah. And I great. and I love Corey, and I love I love Corey as well. And I was and I haven't worked with him. And I was getting over something. My my. Actually, the truth was I was still surgery and I was still kind of uh-huh. in and out of it. So I go to interim for some reason. I go, ladies and gentlemen, Corey Manning. <laughs> <laughs> he came up to me. He goes, oh, yeah, that was fun. And I go, fuck me. <laughs> and then he goes, and I said, dude, I'm so sorry. He goes, shit, dude. He goes, this is not the first time. Oh, don't worry about it. I love Corey Manning. <laughs> Yeah, that's my dude, man. That's yeah. my dude. That's that's. I remember Corey when he first started. He came in, ah, uh, maybe five, five or six years after I had really got into the comedy scene. Yeah. And dude, like he just he just took off. Funny dude, funny, very funny dude, and great guy. Yeah. Him that 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 crop that class was like, I think of like him, Orlando Baxter. Uh, I don't know if you know James Golf. Oh yeah, yeah. Guys, Sean Bigwood. Mr. Glow is he's in New York now, yeah. James. Yeah, he, yeah, he's in New York. Got about twelve kids. I'm kidding. He just has, he has, I think he has two. He's got thirteen kids. I thought no. Yeah, yeah. but it's, that's that's the crazy thing. Like, with, with as you get older in the comedy, then you see comedians like actually start growing up and start having family. Yeah, like, it's scary. Yeah, because some some of these guys I would never picture like starting a family. But and like everybody's got kids, and I see some of the comics. I'm like, why the fuck did you have kids? You are a terrible human being, and you, and you brought another one in. They let they let you have kids. They like I think there should be a quiz. You know what I mean? They should do a, they should do a Corey check before these guys. A Corey check, not, <laughs> not a check like you. I mean an actual Corey check. 
Actually, yeah. let's let's do that. Because when we come back, I'm going to play a game with you. And you know something? I'm going to rename the game just because of you. I'm going to call it the Corey check. <laughs> when we come back, we come back. Uh, Corey and I are going to we'll talk a little bit more, and you'll find out a little bit more about Corey and what else he's got going on. Plus, I'm going to play a little game with him. But if you guys hang on, it's a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. <laughs> What the f***? It snowed several inches on the house tonight. Sweep the porch and steps and it'll be fine. All this snow is make me lose my mind. I just want to see it. Every day I'm shoveling. Shoveling, shoveling. We're getting more snow tonight. Do I look like I'm having a good time? We're all gonna lose our minds. Everybody, it's winter time. It's not snowing again. That every day I'm shoveling. Clean your car off. Really, clean off your f***ing cat. Hey, this is Ryan Gartley. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. I was on the show. Can you believe it? My wife farted the other night in bed, rolled over, and punched me in the head. This was slightly better. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the FaceTime Facebook chat. I really got to figure out what the fuck this is. I think it's the Facebook Messenger thing. Yeah, Facebook Messenger. It's Facebook Messenger, so I can do audio and video, and that's how we're chatting. This is Corey Manning, still on the line, and definitely check him out. Freestock him on Twitter, Facebook, and especially through his website, CoreyManning.com, C-O-R-E-Y-M-A-N-N-I-N-G. So that's for my people who can't read, and they're on the podcast which is this will be edited to fucking holy hell <laughs> hey dude people people mess up the name right, so thank you for spelling it out they mess it up they leave the i they put an i in they take the e out all that they yeah. ask me if i'm related to peyton or eli and i'm like dude <laughs> you, you look at me <laughs> no chance whatsoever come on man you know you could do it you could do it you could throw that ball Corey manning's here with me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, you got to you got to do it from the chest. You got to yeah, bring it out. Yeah, I wasn't man. really feeling that. You got om- that's perfect. Almost got it. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So you have a daughter and you have a son. I, have, I actually have I have three kids. That three I, that I know of. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have a son. I have an older son who's twenty, and then I have a five year old daughter and a one year old. They call me uh, in, in in my family and my close <laughs> friends. They call me stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're practicing. Um, you got rhythm. <laughs> rhythm. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely on a downbeat on this last week. <laughs> so no, I, I got two kids and three kids, and I, I love them all dearly. It's it's a although it was a. a 
it was a what a 15 year gap between the two yeah the, the, you know my son and my oldest son and my daughter like it, it was it was a well needed gap yeah well and, um, sometimes people need that and you you become a better not better person but you learn things and a little older a little wiser yeah and, and and also like I'm willing to I'm willing to make more sacrifices for my for my kids now than yeah. I was able to. Oh, and I'll be quite honest, willing to yeah. when my son was young, because I was a lot younger when he when he was born. Um, so yeah, it's 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 great, and it's built it's it built a more meaningful relationship with my daughter because I really I missed a lot of my son because me and his mom didn't stay together. Mm. Uh, I would knock on wood, but you know I don't want to mess up the reception. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but she's a she's a great woman. One of the things she never did, I I joke about her, but one thing I do appreciate from my my son's mom, my oldest son's mom, is that she never held that against me as far as my relationship with him. Oh, that's I good. I see it a lot. I see it a lot. So she was and she was a great mom. She he's a great kid. So she I got to give her props too for doing what she did as a, as a single parent. Anybody raises yeah. kids at this point. Like, I mean, I joke about it, too. I mean, the same way. Like, my my wife and I, we don't have kids, but, you know, we you know everybody has kids. And I just look at them and I go, we have a cat. Let me just let me be honest with you, Mark. Let me just keep it real with you. Like, <laughs> you, you, you and your wife don't have kids, and I just as a, as a parent of three, let me just tell you something. You're not missing shit. <laughs> Dude, enjoy it. Revel in it. You know, if, if you want to, you know, you can lease a kid out for a weekend. I could, yeah. yeah. Just and just just live the life of that for that, and then take and drop them off, put them back. <laughs> and I can't do that. These are mine, right? Well, I say to my wife all the time. I go, look. She goes, maybe we should foster a kid, or maybe we should go and spend some time do like a big brother, big sister, or mentor yeah, kids. Yeah. And the best yeah. thing is when you're done, you're done. You just walk away from it. But 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 leasing. When I talk about leasing a kid, that's that's a foster kid. Like yeah. Leasing a kid with foster when you adopt. Yeah. That's when you buy the vehicle. When yeah. It's foster care. You just. Le- I sound like an asshole. I no, my God. No, no, no. We're speaking. We're just. <laughs> see, I. That's what it goes back to the critic thing. I just you call it what it is, and it's that's what it is. So it's you know. <laughs> that's hilarious though. You're, just you're a lease a child. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like, you know, I think I'd like it for a few years, but, you know, I, I may outgrow this thing. So, <laughs> Well, if, you, if, you, if you're going to if you're going to lease a child, foster a child for a few years, mm. you got to make sure you, you are aware of the mileage that you put on that child. Yeah, because that will kill you. Those penalties when you return that kid <laughs> going to kill you. I've seen what it does to people to adopt. First of all, the state puts so much fucking pressure on you to get it right, have enough money, yeah. education. Meanwhile, there are fucking literally crackheads having children mm-hmm. and then selling them right. for crack to yep. make more children. It's like a factory. And it's so or, much pressure. Or they're dropping them off at a, at, a, at a fire station. Right. Which they got this thing down to some of the states where you can drop your kid off if you don't want them and they won't ask any questions. Oh and God. I'm considering it. I'm trying. To, <laughs> I don't think it's legal here in Massachusetts, but no. Hey, if you if you hear me moving to a certain state, you'll know what the deal is. Well, like, after after five years or so, that that might be a little awkward. <laughs> hey, man, forget that. I'm gonna put a whole new meaning to the term "stop, drop, and roll." <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, fuck. Well, you know what I'd like to do, Corey? I want to play a game with you. Now, I thought about this today, and I, I, you are my, like, you're my first guest, and I think... Um, probably about two months because the show was off air most of December and, and uh, I had one right. or two guests. So I, and I, and because there, you know, we, we already went over the Corey Manning, uh, the Corey Rodriguez and, you know, Corey, the Corey name, but, and I just saw this on A&E. Apparently Corey Feldman is back in the news or is it Corey Haim? I don't know. Yes. I think it's Feldman. And here's the thing, you know, the Corey's, the Corey Feldman, Corey Haim thing. They were in a lot of movies together and now he's making a big thing in Hollywood because of Hollywood of all the sexual harassment and all that stuff. And he was abused when he was a kid. So long story short, I still don't know which one's alive. I don't know which one's alive. And Corey is a very specific name, but for some reason it gets very confusing. So what I decided I was going to do is I was going to play the Corey check. Now, in case you don't know, this is the theme song from the core, the two Corys <laughs> when they were on wow. A and E. Yeah, because you remember they had a very short-lived uh, reality show of the two of them, and no, I, I, I missed it. Apparently, it was a real thing, and I think it went two seasons. Because uh, one of them killed himself in, um, you know, which is a tragedy, and I'm certainly, and this is a fun show, but I'm not, I'm certainly not going to make fun of suicide. But he killed himself, I think, in 2010. And Corey Feldman is still around. But I never knew which one was which for a long time. And then, of course, in Hollywood, a lot of stuff got screwed up anyway. So I'm going to see how well you know the Corys because you are a Corey. I'm going to give you a movie, and you have to tell me which Corey was in the movie. (laughs) Wow. Wow. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You and I are speaking uh, over the, essentially over the phone. So our conversation is, is almost instantaneous. Now, my listeners are listening through the internet and variety of servers. So their internet is delayed slightly, anywhere between four to eight seconds. So that's your advantage that they have a delay. Your disadvantage is there's more of them than of you. So only one of them has to give the correct answer. Now, here's the best part about it. You have one of three options. You say Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, or you say both. (laughs) So it's really not like you have to come up with the answer out of nowhere. (laughs) And we're going to play best out of five. So here's the first one. Corey Manning, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, here we go. First one. The Goonies. Corey Feldman. Corey Haim, or both? I know that Corey Feldman was in Goonies. <laughs> so far, the audience is typing in everything over you. Jason said Corey Feldman. Kim said Corey Feldman. So is it Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, or both? Corey, Corey Feldman. I know Corey Feldman was. I can't remember if Corey Haim was in it also, but Corey Feldman. I'm going with Corey Feldman. They wrote their answers faster than you, so technically you got it right, but they got it right first. So when you get it right, you get this. You can never surrender. <laughs> get it? You get yeah. it? That's Corey Hart. <laughs> this is a terrible fucking game. <laughs> so I would, I would agree with that. So I would agree. <laughs> All right, so the audience was a little faster than you on that one. So let's go. We got to go a little faster. Here we go. Licensed to drive. Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, or both? Uh, Corey Haim. I'm just going to guess that one. No clue. 
Corey came. <laughs> they haven't. My uh, Jason said, "Haim." Do you, do you, is that your final answer? Just Haim. That's my final buzz it in. Just Haim. Okay, Kim said both, and Kim would be correct, which makes you incorrect. Uh, are you freebasing and acquiring minds? <laughs> That's two down. You've got to get the next three right. <laughs> How about this one? Okay. Was it Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, or both in the movie Stand By Me? Uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman is correct. <laughs> that is correct. So there's one. Good. Boom. We're on. See, now, now they're writing it. See? Now they're writing in because they're going a lot slower than you. So all you got to do is say one or the other. There we go. Say what? I got to say the correct name. You got to say the right one. All right. All right. Was it Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, or both in the movie Lucas? So I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go with let's go with, let's go with both. Both. I think Corey Hart was in it too. Oh, I don't know if you want to go with both, but Jason said it was Corey Haim. He got it right. <laughs> oh, which means you got it wrong. Are you freebasing inquiring minds? Want to know? <laughs> Jesus, that was Corey Haim who played Lucas. Corey Haim. Corey Haim. <laughs> like everybody's writing Haim, Haim, Haim. Who the fuck is Jamie? Oh, <laughs> he must have mistyped it. All right. And the very last one, not that it matters. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it. It's out of it. Was it Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, or both in the movie The Lost Boys? Both. It was both. <laughs> it was both. There you go. So his. What a stupid I fucking... I remember that movie. I was just stoked because I saw two quarries in that movie. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate these scores. And when we come back, we are going to ask Corey the question I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. And we're also going to find out where he's going to be this upcoming weekend or maybe over the next couple months where you can get a chance to see him. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Facebook Live Messenger chat audio program through my phone is Corey Manning. And again, check him out and his website, CoreyManning.com, C-O-R-E-Y-M-A-N-N-I-N-G. And you can free stock him through Facebook and Twitter as well. And you know how to find him. So, Corey, I have, <laughs> I have totaled up all the scores. And you did okay. And I won. 
you did good. You actually <laughs> no, you did you did very well. But you did get the first one right, but the audience kind of beat you a little bit on that. License to Drive, yeah. you did not get that one. Stand By Me, you did. Lucas, you didn't. And Lost Boys, you did. So, uh, but in other words, uh, all that being said, uh, you lost. Wrong, sir. Wrong. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So, I'm <laughs> It's been a while. My audience has not beaten my guest in a very long time. So they they were due. They were due. So, Corey, I know we got you on uh, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival on Friday night. That show is sold out. It's a great venue. You're going to absolutely love it there, and they're going to absolutely love you. Um, but before we let you go, uh, what do you got coming up? And then we'll get to the first. Actually, you know something? Let's do the first, the, the best, and the worst shows, and then we'll find out where you got coming on. Okay, first of all, let me just say I'm glad you cleared that up because when you just start off my first time, my best time, my worst time, I didn't know where you were going with that. So, um, yeah, I always got to I got to clarify always. Always clarify. Uh, first time on stage was actually this is crazy. I was at the Comedy Connection in uh, in Faneuil Hall. It was a it was a Sunday night show. I got up. Uh, I told I came like two weeks prior to performing, and told the guy who was hosting that night. He did a regular show on on Sunday nights, and I told him I was like, "Hey, I'm a comedian out of North Carolina. I've been doing comedy for a while. I wanted to know if I get a guest spot on the show." He was like, "Come back in two weeks." So I went home and wrote jokes, uh, literally wrote jokes, and came back and performed that that Sunday and did well. And I was hooked from then on. Um, I. I I got ran into a couple of comedians who were at the show where they told me about spots to hang out to do more comedy, open mics. Like I didn't know all that stuff was going on. I didn't know there was a whole comedy community community yeah. of comedians that would just go out and hang out and do jokes. I just thought it was people were chosen to be comedians and they got on TV and just <laughs> did whatever. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know comedians were practicing going to open mics and performing in in, in uh, Boulder alleys and you know, Chinese restaurants and stuff like that before getting on TV. So it it was that was my first time. It was probably the best thing and worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And I, I say the worst, the best thing because it gave me a a, a love or a, a, for comedy, a desire to do stand up comedy. But the worst thing is because I did well and I thought I was all that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I thought I was thought I was the shit. But learned very soon mm-hmm. that I was not. Yeah, nothing hurts more than the first time you bomb. I think you get a, I think you get a new appreciation for bombing as you do comedy more. Oh yeah, because sometimes I actually like I, I don't necessarily say I bomb, but I consider it bombing. Even if people are coming up to me out there saying that I had a great set, I know what I know what I'm capable of. Yeah. So if I don't hit that, then I'm then I'm 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 critiquing myself. But. <laughs> But also, it's like sometimes I have to be willing to bomb in order for me to get new material out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So it still happens. It still happens. And it's still it's an awkward feeling, but it's a, you know, you can accept it more, I think, when you get to a certain point. Definitely. So your first time, great. Now, you've been doing a long time. Tell us about one of the best times you've ever had on stage. I've been, ever since you asked that, like I've been trying to think, and you're right. Like it's been so many, like 
some of the shows, like we were mm. talking about in the beginning of the show, like some of the worst shows could be some of the best shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've had some great times in front of two people. <laughs> but um, in, in I, I think about, you know, you say the Comedy Connection Faneuil Hall, but the Comedy Connection in Portland, Maine, was a place that you go to and you feel like a rock star every oh, time. Oh, shit, you yeah. But it, it, that's not there anymore. And then Joker's Wild and Hartford, Connecticut, and then that closed. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I, I would have to say uh, the best time, uh, uh, this was recent. Uh, I, I, two I would choose from is one opening up for uh, DMC in Vegas for, for a charity event was like one of the hot, the highlight of my career. It's like that much fun. But I would say the best time I ever had was opening up for, um, God, I just forgot his name. He, he was in a car accident. He almost died. How am I forgetting? Oh, uh, uh, Jamie, Jamie, not Jamie. Jamie, uh, um, oh, what the fuck? Now you got me. Please don't let me there. Uh, but anyway, I, I opened up for him. It'll come to me in a second, but I opened <laughs> up for him. It was his first time back since being in the car accident. And, he was his his return to return to comedy, and I opened up for him, and it was that weekend at the Wilbur, and it went so good. Tracy My Morgan set went so good. Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Yes. Tracy Morgan. Tracy, exactly. Yeah. Tracy. Shouts out to Tracy. Great dude. This is why I hate I didn't remember his name. Yeah. Because I would send him this tape just to tell him how much I loved and appreciated. It was it was not only a stage performance. It was the conversations before and the conversations oh, afterwards nice. that I had with Tracy. When I when before the first show, I was upstairs in my dressing room uh, waiting for him to come. And when he came, he came. They, they brought me down to introduce him, introduced me to him as his opening act. And he was like, "Dude, why are you why are you in another room? You stay here with us. You part of us. Brought us, brought, you know." And sometimes headliners can be very off putting. Yeah, he was. He was. And he brought you right into the fold. That was great. Gave me the kiss. I was I was a made man then. That's how I felt. <laughs> and. So I perform. I had a great set. The next night we come back again. Uh, he has his people that are there to see him that he knows. They come to the back to the green room before the show, and they're talking. I'm just hanging out, and the lady the lady goes, "You were so funny last night. I love the joke you did." And she quoted the joke, and I was like, "Thank you. That's you know I was really appreciative of it." And without missing a beat, Tracy says, "Yeah, but you can get more out of that joke." Like there's more there. You're not digging into it deep enough. Nice. And I and in my mind I was like, not only is he giving me a compliment, but he actually listened to my material. And I took that took his suggestion, and I brought it into the stage that night. Even though I had short time, like I, I left, I cut out one joke just so I could dig deeper into it and try it out. Yeah. Because he insisted I tried it out, and it worked. Nice. And when I came off stage, he he saw me as I came off stage. He's like, great job. You see, that's what I was talking about. You got to let yourself go and relax just deep into it. And I was like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. It's moments like this. So no, that's that was, fantastic, that man. Funny. That's a great story. And that's like, right. and it, it's tough because you would think comedy, we'd be all like brothers in arms. and But it's so fucking, it's like ruthless. Comics are trying, to, we're, we're trying to either cut each other down. Yeah. Some, not all. Yeah. But some, a good portion do. Or we're trying to figure out how we can get a cut or whatever you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's mostly survival, though. I mean, I granted that. But comics communicate through. I mean, nobody ever says anything nice 
outright. It's like they'll say something bad and then they'll go, yeah, I love him. You know, <laughs> just like we, I mean, we've been doing this the whole show. It's like we say something bad and then we go, no, no, no. That's how, but that's how comedians joke. And we love to, the yeah. misery part. We love to commiserate, I think, somewhat. And, and that's a nice little segue because now you've told us about your first time on stage, which was amazing, your best time with Tracy Morgan and how he gives you some advice about your jokes and really brought you in. Now, Let's put all that aside and talk about uh, the worst show ever. Uh, now, I know this probably, uh, I got a bunch, so just, you could pick one, <laughs> just pick one that stands out more than the others. It's, it's one that I always go back to. I mean, <laughs> even, even though I probably had worse, it's one that just sticks in my head as the worst one. And this, this is my worst show due to the fact that I had such a great time on stage my first time. Like I said, it was a, it was a, a a blessing and a lesson because I thought I was I thought I was ready I thought I was ready, and um, I go home to my hometown, and I uh, do a, a step show, which is a is a historical black college where you have teams. If you ever seen the the movie Stomp the Yard, oh or yeah, like that, yeah, it's it's exactly like that where they're competing and stepping and doing steps. At a college level, fraternities are going against sororities are going against each other. So I they they booked me to come down to do a, a ten minute spot, you know, and I felt good about it. I was gonna just just you know just talk about my experience in college and the whole night. I get there, the show was supposed to start at eight o'clock, so I'm there at seven thirty. Get there at seven thirty. There's like ten people in a in a gymnasium that holds about three thousand people. The reason why is because there's a long line outside that they weren't expecting, and nobody bought tickets in advance. Oh, God. So it's it's literally about an hour and a half wait to get people in the door. So we're looking at nine o'clock now. Oh now, man! Here's the here's the other part. Um, I'm all, I'm saying all this to give an excuse for how bad my set was. Um, it was me. The, the fucking sound was bad. The, the fucking lighting. Uh, the, the int- you should have heard the guy intro me. It was the worst intro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, the radio host who was supposed to be, the local radio host who was supposed to be hosting the show were, quote unquote, stuck in traffic. And so it was 9 o'clock and they still want it. Oh, my God. Nine, 9.30 comes and the guy comes up, the guy who's promoting the show comes up to me and says, you're, you're a comedian. Do you mind opening up and starting the show until the other guys get here? Uh-oh. And I, me being me being a novice, <laughs> two things. One, I had the balls to say yes, I can do it. Of course two, you did. I had no I had no really <laughs> truly experience and understanding of what needed to be done when I did it. Oh my god. So <laughs> I go up, I go out and I start just freestyling and just tripping out for like 60 seconds and I'm having a good time getting positive response Mm -hmm. I should have did that and just said okay here's your first act instead of doing that I introduced myself as the comedian and it went downhill (laughs) from there (laughs) Mark I'm I'm not only in my hometown Mm. this is my alma mater so I'm in my college my former college that I graduated from Um, (laughs) they booed me Oh shit! <laughs> they, no, it, it was the most beautiful, worst thing that ever happened to me. They booed me in a wave, in a wave, like in a wave. Literally, I'm not. I'm not making this up. They booed oh me in a God. wave, like it started on one side of the, of the uh, gymtorium, 
and rolled all the way around to the other side. Oh my god, dude! I don't know where. I don't know if they practiced this, they pra- done this before, <laughs> but they booed me in a one like down. So oh. instead of doing like a, a wave, it went in sections. You, like, you, know, you should count yourself lucky because if they never rehearsed before, that type of beauty, <laughs> that spontaneous it beauty. Was, if, if I would have had the experience I would have had now, uh, I could have did five minutes just off of what the way they were booing me. Oh like, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> but here's the worst part. The worst part is, uh, uh, my brother, my, my brother who lived lived in and currently still lives in Maryland, drove down four hours to North Carolina to see me before. No. Not only did he come, he brought he brought his wife with him, oh. and they brought one of their friends who lived in the area to see me. So they were there to see me. Not only were they there to see it, my ex-wife no. and her mom no. were there. And on top of that, no. my mom was there. What? Like, after, and after, after I got off stage, the step show was still going on. The host had finally showed up. I never go back out after the first time, luckily. Oh, because shit. they come back. My family comes down, not to say hello, but to kind of like, you know, say, literally to say it's going to be all right. Are you all right? And and so, and so me still being a novice, like I'm trying to explain myself to my family and I go, you know, that joke worked, that joke didn't work. I should have did this joke and I shouldn't have did that joke. My mom with a straight face goes, no, baby. You shouldn't have did that joke either. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was my uh, worst experience. Oh my god! Goes down again. <laughs> you know it's bad when your mother critiques the act. <laughs> she, she said no, literally, and I, and I quote, "No, baby, you shouldn't have did that joke either." <laughs> Oh, my God. Here's the best analogy I could let civilians know. When a comic is supposed to do like 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, and it's not good in the first 20 to 30 seconds, it's like being in a plane at 30,000 feet and finding out the engine is blown. You have like... 15 minutes before you actually die, but you've got 15 minutes of knowing you're going to die. <laughs> it's the worst and fucking thing. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do. You you start screaming for the first few minutes, and after a while, then you're like, oh, no. Fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> that was a great That's when you just begin to acknowledge. I'm dying up here, ladies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what it is. Yeah, it's like, look, I'm off. Nobody went off. My mask is off. Nobody wants to get laid. We're all going to die, but we're not going to die for six minutes. It's just it's terrible. Just hit the fucking mountain. Here's the, here's the one thing about that moment, though. That bad experience, it made me realize. That's when I realized that I was a comedian. Yeah. and I not Not in that moment, but after the fact, when I look back on it, because immediately when I got back to Boston, I started working more seriously about being funny. Like you so took I, it seriously so because it, yeah, because it, I, yeah. Right. For people who don't do comedy, who are not true comedians, they would have had that experience and probably would have never touched the mic again. But that inspired me to like want to do better. Yeah. Wow. So that's why, I mean, there's some comics who do the same act again and again and again and don't evolve and don't learn from it. And 
then some comics just are always writing something new, new, new. That's the one thing I miss about the freedom of not having family. Oh, yeah. Being able to hit, hit mics like that. Yeah. And like you, you, you're so right. Like you can't, you, you grow so much when you hit those mics. So I know a lot of comedians, veteran comedians who, who refuse to go to those mics. Whenever I'm, whenever I got some new stuff that I want to say, or just want to get back into the feel of it. Like I'm, I'm at those comedy spots and I, I got to give a big shout out to this new crop of comedians. Like they are doing it, man. Oh That's my God. Yeah. Boom in Boston. It's it's kind of a cast twenty two. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have a you have a lot of shows or what they want to what you want to call what they want to call shows going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the quality of the shows are questionable, and some of the people they have headlining. Yeah, but it's it's a learned experience, and and those guys are they're giving those opportunities or getting those up or creating those opportunities for themselves, and sometimes you know some veterans like myself included might benefit from it because. I'll do those shows for short money or no money just so I can work on new material. So it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a, it, what, it's an interesting situation. Well, well you're going to be working, you're going to be working my show for short money. <laughs> so, so, uh, we're, we're family, man. I'm not working the show. I'm, I'm coming to have a good time. Well, then I know you're going to have a good time. So I know you're going to be at the Salem Comedy Spirits Festival on Friday night at Deacon Giles. But besides that, and again, if you guys want to find out where he's at, you can free stalk him on Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook is a little tricky. He's at the Corey Manning. Not just Corey Manning, but it's CoreyManning.com, and you can check him out on his website. So I know you got there Friday, but what do you got? Anything, any big thing you want to promote or just have people go to the website and check you out? And uh, they, they, Well, I have I have a show that I, I host every last Saturday, every last Friday of the month in Quincy at Maggie's Lounge. And then I have a show every last Saturday of the month that I host in Rhode, Providence, Rhode Island uh, at Post 69. Don't, don't worry about the title. <laughs> it's, it's, a good time. it's a good time there. Um, and then I have a show coming up in March that I'm looking forward to. And uh, it's going to be in Norwood uh, on Providence Highway at the in the Petucci's Bar. Sweet. Yeah, and I'm also, I'm also, and this is my first announcement, I'm also working uh, towards my DVD recording, uh, which is going to be in October of this year. Excellent. Hey, let me know if you need a warm-up back for that. I'd love to do that for you, man. <laughs> Definitely, man. Once once we get laid out, talking to the director uh, next week, actually, try to map it out. So it's a work in progress. Sometimes you just got to do it, man. Yeah, I know it. I, I know. The more, you, the more you talk about something sometimes, the, the less you're likely to do it. And stuff. I get it. But there's a lot of things coming up for you, man. We're looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again, man. It's uh, It's been too oh, long. Same here. Too long. Same here, Mark, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Friday night. Not only to tell jokes, to get hang out with comedians like yourself, but also just to get out of the house and get away from the wife. <laughs> All right, Corey. Oh, hey Corey, it's been great having you on, man. I'm looking forward to uh, Friday night. And uh it's 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 gonna be fucking epic. We're gonna have some fun, man. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you soon, my friend. All right. All right, good night. That was Corey Manning, everybody. Oh, my God. Corey Manning. So funny. <laughs> Fucking story about his mother. <laughs> Tell him he shouldn't have done a jokey baby. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's funny.
So, guys, uh, great show. I went a little long tonight, but you know something? It was completely worth it. Um, I know, you know, the show's like an hour and it's gone a little, but you know, it's fine. It's uh, I love it. I love it. So let me tell you where I'm going to be and let me put you guys to bed. Uh, tomorrow night, like I said, Far From the Tree, start off the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival. Friday night, Deacon Giles Distillery over in Salem. And of course, the Saturday night, the finale night, Finn's Restaurant and Grill. And you can still get tickets. Go to SalemComedyFestival.com. Get some tickets. We still have some, not a lot, because things are selling out and, you know, a lot of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So, hey, guys, great show. As always, you want to be part of the show, you want to be a sponsor or a guest, leave a question or comment, radio or regardless at gmail.com or call the hotline 978-219-9294. Next week, no guest scheduled, but join me. I'll have a surprise for you. Good night, everybody. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just